Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful, magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. Today we're tackling a topic that has popped up a few times in previous episodes, so we thought it was about time it got its own centre stage moment. We are jumping into the subject of competition and how you can be friends with your competition. So, bringing more a sense of community really about it. There are no prizes with this episode, folks. It's not that kind of competition. But it's true. Yep, <laughs> Carla, what do we mean? What do we mean by competition? That's a question, kind of half. It's a loaded question. This is right up there with, like, what is the meaning of life? Oh, that's 42. Um, true, true. Maybe competition is 41. Oh, maybe. Anyway. A thing. Um, so, I don't have a pithy answer, but I do often counter that with when people say, oh, so who, who do you see as your competition? And I'm like, do I have any competition? Hmm... And I don't mean that in an up myself way, but I think it would be quite hard to replicate being a Carla. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And regardless of my ability with camera (laughs) or ability with mentoring or ability with anything, um, I do think that actually we all operate in a a category of one because people will connect particularly with the kind of things that we do i think as creatives um people are connecting with you with your work with your art with your service with your style with what you put out into the world the words that you create whatever it is you create Mm. um so i am a bit of an outlier and i'm like is there actually any competition because for me i don't know if there i don't think there is really i think in the sense that there are other people that people could book instead of you absolutely yeah if they would book those people anyway because they're not the right fit for you, uh, then no. Yeah. I think, do you know, I think it is that, um, it is that, that idea of what competition is, isn't it? It's the, 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 that phrase, it, for me, for, for, blah, 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 for me, <laughs> can't wait for shit. Oh, yay. Yay. Season four. Yay. Um, for me, it comes, it, it stems from that very, um, uh, corporate background of, of what competition you know what we define as competition and it's mm. it's kind of carried across into the you know small business and personal brands mm. and all that, those kinds of things these days um i mean but uh, yeah i mean let's let's talk about that what do we define what what do we, how would we define well it's interesting because at the same time as me going oh yeah you know competition doesn't really exist you're in a category of one um obviously there is a market Mm. there is there is a market for your you know and that will be defined by um locality that might be defined by what you charge so there will be people in the same industry yeah and that space can be different so industry um other things that you do the way that you combine things um you know obviously locality so where where do you work where do you live where do you work where where are you offering your services um there's definitely a price point thing um you know there's um, i mean the classic one um for photographers is uh, when the bluebells are out and there are endless oh my goodness. offering yeah. bluebell shoots and you can literally get a bluebell shoot for £10 or for £2,000. Yeah. So actually that's those two people are not competing, are and they? And every variation in between. And every yeah. variation in mm-hmm. the middle, yeah. So, um, I, you know, there's I think there's loads of ways of... of there's, you know, there's, is, is it other uh, female photographers? Is it all photographers? Is it... Um, if you're an artist, like, are you competing against other... So interestingly, actually, um, going sort of 
in a slightly different direction to um, things that you create with um, so you know I have other two other companies one is chocolate one which is tempered and one is stationery which is ink drops and the competition conversations that we have there it's very interesting because we're not service providers we we have things and you would think that a stationery company that most of our competition is stationery but actually most of our competition is the other the whole of the rest of the gift market because about 45% has changed slightly with Brexit, but broadly 45% of the people that buy from us don't buy for themselves, they buy for somebody else. Uh, but that means okay. that when they're choosing a gift of roughly that price point, they have got... I mean, I'm not even going to... I'm not even list it. If you think of anything that could be a gift yeah. that's at roughly the 15 to £20 price point, that, that is what we're competing yeah, with. It's not actually other stationery at all. Well, it is other stationery, but it's not all other, other stationery. If you see what I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, it's a... Yeah, it could also be and the same with chocolates and this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. same mm. with chocolate. So chocolate, we're not competing necessarily with other chocolate. We are also competing with... So the competition is open to... Um, I mean, actually, one of our major competitors is fudge mm. because we're a gift-priced chocolate. I mean, people do buy us to eat, but we are gift price chocolate, and people often, when they're looking fudge and brownies, other things they send to the post that are the same price as yes. us. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I know they're broadly similar in that they're sweet treats, but they're not actually the same. So, and I do wonder if there's something to, to learn from that when you come back to then service and creative mm. services and creative stuff. And that actually, um, you because, might be seeing, yeah. initially thinking, oh, you know, every other photographer out there is is competition, but actually maybe it's actually not. not. Yeah. And I mean, another really obvious one, actually. So um, I've got an exhibition coming up. Um, sorry, I always relate this back to me, but because that's that's, my, that's our experience, yep, right? That's absolutely. what we... So I've got an exhibition coming up in April um, next year with um, three other ladies from my studios, and two of them are painters, but they are not. They are not competition to each other mm. because they are so different in what, like the way. I mean, yes, they both use canvases and paintbrushes, and that's kind of where the, any similarity ends. Mm-hmm. They are completely different. Um, similarly, so one of the ladies um, is a stitch artist, and she produces cards and prints. Oh, of her I work. think I've seen some of her but, work actually. Yes. yes, it's beautiful. But I will also be have I will have cards and prints of my work mm-hmm. there. But they are like people who want well, her work different. are not necessarily going to buy mine and vice versa. As in, they might buy both of ours, but they're not going to not buy one of them because they were because they're not similar enough to be. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So we're selling the same stuff, but actually it's not the same. Does that? Mm, no, that doesn't. I don't make know sense. if that actually helps clarify anything. But that's <laughs> that's why I struggle with the word competition, Sarah, because it's not very clear cut. And yet we are taught to fear it. We're taught to there's competition out there, mm. and you know competition, and it, it feels a bit false. Where does actually. where do you think that's come from? For me, I, I I mean I sort of I hark back to corporate. I think it, a lot of it has come from mm. that direction. I think a lot of it is probably from um, I, because I've you know in in recent years small business has has massively increased, but also has increased with female business owners. Um, so I think mm. it has probably come from a more male-oriented business-owned background. See, that's really interesting because I think it does come from... So, disclaimer before I say this little paragraph, because <laughs> it is, is it... entirely rooted in opinion. Okay. There is no science behind it at all. But I think it comes from... I think males are generally more competitive. Men generally yes. are more competitive yeah, yeah. In, you know, in from childhood. That's often the case. But I don't know how much of that is inbuilt and how much of that, like how much of that is innate competitiveness and how much of that is that women are conditioned into being kind. Yeah. And letting letting them win, letting them, um, not letting them win. Obviously, sometimes they win of their own accord. That's cool. But but it's almost like... <laughs> Hear all these men with it up in arms in a minute. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not sure if that many of them are listening to To be honest, yeah, I don't think we have too um, many. Yeah. I think we're probably safe. Uh, actually, the specific one I've got in mind that I'm basing this this analogy on, he's definitely not listening to the podcast. Um, but I, I just... 
What I want to say is that I feel like the concept of competition keeps women small. Yes. Oh, interesting. But that's really weird if it comes from a, from men being competitive with each other. I, I'm not quite sure how that, which is why I said there's no science because I have no idea how those two um, concepts that fit makes together. sense. Something though. I feel quite strongly. Well, that's and it keeps us from from being. As, as as ourselves as we can be because oh well you know competition someone might pick someone else yeah. instead and it keeps us small and I don't I don't like that which I actually no idea though that has come from, I find so. that really interesting then in that because a lot I, I support a lot of female businesses these days because there are there are lots of them around mm-hmm. but I've noticed the ones that seem to do well or you know um, seem to really get traction yeah absolutely thank you that's that's the phrase i'm trying Stop. to go for that's no i was <laughs> you struggling looked, you looked like i've got a word but i don't know where the word is coming it's from one of the ones that sits on the tip of your tongue really annoying um the ones that i do see sort of gain traction are the ones that have a sense of community and working mm-hmm. with other businesses mm-hmm. around them and mm-hmm. and dispelling that idea of competition you know working with the people um that might be considered their direct competitors but they, they are finding they are building more of a community and a collaboration collaborative effort um, yes, I agree. But then maybe, so maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's where competition has kept us small, and then we've gone. Actually, fuck it. Yeah. Let's let's do it a different way, mm. and that's working better for us. I'm not trying to create a divide between male no. and female. No, no, no. Um, because there are some amazing men that I work with as well. But I do think that the way tradition, like as a as a generalization in how male business works and female business mm. works, I think that maybe is is a thing. Um, I also think so. I I think it's getting better now. But then, interesting, I think that's because the courses I take now are a not beginner courses and b are often either run by women, aimed at women, or both. Mm-hmm. Um, but and of course, in the last sort of fifteen years, um, in in this kind of space, this this um, business space that we've been in, um, the the landscape has changed quite a lot, and there are a load load more female businesses. There are lots more female leaders. There's you know there's a lot. I mean, I think we've still got a long way to go, but there's stuff happening there. And but when I very first started, I did a bunch of courses um, with the local. I think it's called Business Link, like the, the the council run business, like start a business, ten week, go and do evening classes type thing, and it was great. And I met some really good people. It was a really good mix of people. It was really really fun. Um, but I don't think there was a single woman teaching. The oh stuff. wow! Really? So this was this was everything. This was as accounts. This was um saying a website, like loads of stuff. In fact, I'm still in touch with the web designer from there. He did Dad's website and he's epic. Um, so it's not in no way was it a bad thing, but it was the balance was, and we were taught that competition was like something to be worried about yeah yeah there is very much that and sense I, of isn't it it's really difficult because i think when you're feeling unconfident it feels like it is and then it's kind of a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. yes exactly yeah um and actually then when you're feeling confident it's like well i am who i am if you don't want to be with me to, like, you know if you don't want to book my services hey hey you're lost yeah um, but you've got to be in a good place for that and of course none of us are in a good place all the time right no, exactly Going down there's yeah, that whole yeah, yeah. so i think i think there's a lot of that tied into it um this is why i don't write dictionaries because i can't do a quick definition it's nothing <laughs> i don't think there you're is you're also a writer so you probably can't no no i don't think, I don't it, right? think there so... is a quick quick definition really though is there so okay so I suppose if we wanted to try and define it, I would say maybe it's that thing of there are people who offer the same thing as you in the same area at the same price point. All of those things that can they they are sort of if you had to define who is the competition, like I could probably look around and say, yes, I think these people are competitors in my say in Colchester. Like I could probably name the photographers who I think are competitors. I also know there are probably another 50 photographers who I actually don't consider my competition either because their style is so different, their pricing is so different or their clients are so different that actually there's no crossover. Mm. 
so it's not they're not really they're another photographer but we wouldn't take each other's clients because it just wouldn't happen no exactly yeah it just wouldn't happen no. it just wouldn't be a thing you're, you're, not, um, you're not you know aiming yourselves at the same markets no. or yeah no yeah. exactly mm-hmm. um and i yeah does that would you agree that that's a, yeah, a reasonable think, definition for the purposes of our yeah I, I think as well it probably comes down to probably even your own perception i feel like um competition sometimes it can just be the people that you see as your peers um yeah you know the, it's invariably it's normally the sort of people maybe who are one or two steps ahead of you that you're looking you want to you want to emulate or be like in some way um yes although or in or my... even a step behind you possibly i don't know This is where I wish we had video because you can literally see the corks turning <laughs> on my face. They're not even in my head. That's why I'm waiting. That's why I said nothing. Um, <laughs> so I have. I do not normally find it this hard to articulate <laughs> my thoughts. Um, it's because I've got lots of thoughts, so they're all like all at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so just before the pandemic, I think I've referenced this a little bit on other episodes, just before the pandemic hit, um, I went away in February 2020 with, and it was by accident, I booked on by accident, so they were actually already full, but I paid my deposit at exactly the same time as somebody else, Mm -hmm. so the lady who was running it was like, hey, we'll have 17 instead of 16, it's cool. Uh, The fact that I snored and had to sleep in the dressing room probably meant they regretted that decision. (laughs) Hey-ho, they didn't know that until I got, I didn't know that until I got there, so... um, they were very tolerant, it was fine. But anyway, so, and we went away, and I did not know anyone else who was going. So I'd, I'd, I'd met the photographer who was running it um, when I'd done one of her workshops about three years previously. Um, but I in no way knew her socially. Like, she was just... And she is... She's like a proper rising... Like, sorry, a rising star. She's a proper star um, in the industry. And so I was a little bit intimidated, but also really excited because I'd learned so much from, mm-hmm. from her before. And everybody else, just varying... Like, so there were some names I knew. There were some names I didn't know. There were some faces I recognised. But there were some people that when they said what their business name was, I was like, oh, yeah, I do know you, mm-hmm. but I didn't know the name behind the business. Yeah. Loads of stuff. And it should have been massively intimidating because all of them were older than me, bar one, and all of them charged more than me, earned more than me, had been doing this longer than me, bar two. And instead I came away the most inspired and the most convinced it was possible that I think I've ever been, because they should have been my competition, but they weren't. They were just massively inspiring and they were willing to share. And I think that's probably the the, the key. Yes. I've probably jumped ahead a little bit. No, no, but, but that's... They, the, we should yeah. have all been each other's competition and instead we spent three days supporting each other. So I did a talk, I didn't do a talk about photography because there was nothing I could teach those women about photography, but there was a lot I could teach them about multiple streams of income and doing lots of different things and that, that was like my ironic speciality and that's what they'd asked me to talk about. And we all had things to share and because everybody shared openly... And because everybody was open about their pricing and open about their thing. And, you know, some people had some really interesting, they were like, well, I only charge this much because I want to do this, this and this. And some people were like, well, actually, I've got these other responsibilities and I only want to shoot three weddings a year. So I charge six grand a wedding or whatever. Um, it was just the most amazing learning experience. It wasn't mm. actually, it didn't feel like competition at all. And technically, there are at least four of us in there that do have very similar clients. But we're not, and we're within a, a sort of region that we we do all work within we all work outside of but also in london yeah so but but it hasn't it's not i'm not being very articulate it was an amazing experience i have still haven't fully processed but i think it absolutely turned my idea of what competition is and could be on its head yeah and also community because 
Because everyone was so giving. Everyone was so generous with their knowledge. And she did that, I think that is that is it, though, isn't it? Because I, for a long, long time, I didn't know any of those kind of circles until I went to a workshop, went to a photography workshop where I met 12, 14 other photographers, including the, the, the couple that were running the workshop itself, um, mm-hmm. and learned that it could be a different thing, that you could actually, you know, be friends with other photographers because... Yeah. And you can learn from them and you can inspire each and other. Support and support each that's... other because you all, you're all doing the same, you're all doing the same thing. You're all trying to run your businesses and deal with all the same issues and problems mm-hmm. and difficulties mm-hmm. and everyone else and in that room gets what you're going gets through. It. Yeah. But I did spend the first couple of hours wondering what the catch was. <laughs> Because, because I mean, I, don't get me wrong, over the last few years I've been, and actually a lot, so the um, free range human stuff, I met a lot of people, all in totally different industries. I think there's only three of us who are photographers from that whole cohort of people. But um, it's that thing of pe- get, having people that get it. Mm. Um, but that has been an online community. We've never done anything residential. We've never kind of stayed. It's quite intense when you stay with people. Um, and I was nervous. I was really nervous because because they were people that I admired, but also people that I thought, oh, she's got like, how is she getting those clients? Like, I should be doing. I was doing some comparisonitising. Yes. Which was yeah unhelpful. And I think that can be really bad if you there's someone that you do view as competition, and then you compare yourself and you find yourself wanting, even if that is only in your own head and it's not a valid comparison. I think that can send you into a spiral. Oh, of absolutely, shit. it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that I think is where competition can be really dangerous. But then that's where I think the, the community side can because they can then pick you up out of that shit and coach for being ridiculous stop it um which is really nice yeah yeah i agree with that i mean um, I, I i'm not i'm not personally a fan of this idea of competition i i think it is it has it is a thing that has been created somewhere along mm. the line um i mean it's quite interesting that i obviously work with a lot of um female clients and mm-hmm. one of the things i do at the beginning of 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 our our working together i send them a big big fat questionnaire with lots of questions mm-hmm. um and one of the questions in there is who do you who do you see as your competitors list them out for me because it's for me mm-hmm. for me to go off and have a look and see what 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 it is they're aspiring to be like and see that's interesting go on oh well i'm, I'm the, sorry i'm processing no no the, i mean people will list um uh, businesses but they mm. I, my, in my experience everyone has come back and said well I don't necessarily see them as competition they've all you know they, they all say is interesting the same thing uh, that seems to be that seems to be a commonality I'm seeing with okay. a lot of them actually because I ask a similar question but I phrase it differently so I talk about pricing and then where you want your pricing to be and then where do you see where do you sit in the market mm. and where do you want to sit in the market okay because I found that when certainly when I, I mean again I think my clients have shifted as I've shifted but when I first started doing this professionally um I found that I would say if I said the word words who are your competitors like who who do you see as your competition along those lines even just in they would visibly shrink uh, do you know I have I, I would say sometimes for some for some people it does put a wall up actually asking mm. that competition that, that and because most question. of my stuff is yeah so you're saying questionnaire which is good because it means they can write and now obviously I have the brand clarity stuff which they do write mm. but at the time it was uh, more of the mentoring stuff a lot of my um you know, it was, it was talking to people in person. It was, you know, and, and, and I, you could see them, you could see them recoil from it, yeah. even if they didn't know they were doing it. Mm. And so I took the word competition out quite 
deliberately. Okay, interesting. I ask about inspiration. I ask about, um, you know, Instagram accounts that they love or, um, you know, fellow makers that, yeah, you know, I will ask, but but I don't ever say the word competition. And I I don't think I'd actually realised until you said that. I was like, oh, that's interesting because that that was a deliberate decision that I'd forgotten about. Uh, Okay. Um, I mean, it's so, making me rethink actually it being in there. I'm not saying it's I'm, bad to use. No. I was going to say it's not oh, no, 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 bad to use. But just, I, I saw the reaction so often that I was like, I don't want to make them feel like this. Yeah, yeah, no, but it. it's also making me think actually it, it feels like it's the wrong question then because it does sometimes put a bit of a block in the information I'm trying but to get from people. Equally, so. if they're all responding in that way, which actually sounds quite positive mm. for what you've just said they say to you, then maybe actually it's, yeah, it, it is, maybe it does need to be different. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think there is a. I'm trying to work out why. Because, from a purely business, like, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Economic point of view. Yeah. Competition is not a bad thing. No. And I can tell you, having started, a, mermaid business in 2015 when there wasn't really an awareness of what that was in the UK. And a chocolate business in 2020, when there were fuck tons of chocolate businesses in the UK, mm-hmm. I can tell you that actually it is much easier to start a business when people already know what it is you're doing. Uh, if, there is already, yes. if there are already people in your space, even if they are not necessarily your competitors because they are differently priced or they are differently packaged or they are differently whatever, if there are people doing the thing that you're doing, there's a proven market for it. Is there if also, you start something... Is it also easy to define your business as well then when you've yes, already got because more... people know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. you can say i do this in this way and then you can talk about yeah, how yeah. You're different yeah when you say i am a professional mermaid i run mermaid hen parties people literally just look at you blankly <laughs> just total bl- yeah. i mean now they don't so so five years on because mm. it's become more of a thing um it people but but i swear to god when i first started doing it people were just like i have no idea what you're talking about i'd be like swim in a tail and they're like like a fish tail? It's like well, like it's a mermaid. mermaid. Do you know what a mermaid is? Have you seen the little mermaid? You know, like that? Or splash. And we're like, yeah. Um, and then you end up sounding like a like an asshole because you end up being very patronising. People are like, you know how a mermaid... And then, I mean, I had a conversation with um, with another friend of mine um, who is very literal, bless him. And uh, and I said, oh, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at making a more realistic tale. And you could see his head struggle with the concept. Like, but mermaids aren't real. I was like, no, but I want to make it more realistic. But you're not a fish. And I was like, no. <laughs> but you know this thing that I do for work? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a thing. Um, yeah, so I, I would say definitely from, a, from having some competition makes it much easier to define what you do, even if what you're, def- what you're doing is totally different. That, mm, that did not come out of my head in the same way it, it's <laughs> no, I, um, I think I, I think I understand what you're saying you, there, though. But it, yeah, it does you shouldn't be sense. using other people to define you. But it means people have got a point of reference. If you have competition, mm. they know it exists, yeah. which means they can then choose whether they want to use your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or buy your thing. So that's or, actually a plus point yeah. for competition there, then. Carla. Yes. Oh, yes. massively, yeah. massively. Yeah. And as I say, from a purely business point of view. As in taking the emotions and the comparisonitis and all of that stuff out of it and the support that a community gives you, um, having other people doing what you're doing is unarguably a good thing mm. and just makes life easier. Can we go... But that's not, that's not what we're taught, is it? No, it's not. Definitely not. But can we go back to talking about the... Because we, we... I mean, obviously, we, we're advocates for community over competition over yes. here, aren't we? <laughs> I think. Yes. Massively. Massively. <laughs> One of the things that sort of springs to mind there is... If actually, that's a really good question because we we've had a we had a little discussion before we started recording about networking and mm-hmm. um, and like how how some networking um, 
what do you call they have them? Like a lookout. Yeah, they have yeah, the, what do they call, yeah, like a lockout. So they. So you're only allowed one um, person one, from each industry. One person, one business, like one one business in the room. Yes. One, one representative of each business, each type of industry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, obviously, going by what you're saying there, then, you know, with that lovely plus point that you actually suddenly. Came up with. Came up it's with, true. Is, it is true. I just yeah, haven't yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah it, like, ma- it was relevant. It kind of almost makes me question even more then why that happens in some networking groups. Because surely having so, the, com- the competition would be quite useful. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. So until I started networking in two groups that do that, I was extremely dubious of the practice. Mm, I like, have mm, to say, I am the. Really I am dubious. very dubious. I don't like it personally. Having. So. So I'm now in my third year of both of those groups and one is mixed and one is women only. And I'm not sure if I would have changed my mind if it hadn't been for the pandemic, interestingly. Okay. But during the pandemic when everything... So there was certain... So we've got um, in one of my groups, there's a travel consultant, there's me um, as a photographer. Um, There is a... I'm trying to think who else there was. So there was, it was almost like a split down the middle. There was a, a group of people whose businesses had basically been mandated closed or had been so fucked by the pandemic because of the nature of the pandemic mm. that we had basically lost everything in the space of two weeks. And then there was a group of people who, because of the nature of their work, so VAs, coaches, um, artists, who were able to, they'd lost maybe some of their in-person stuff, but they were already working online. They had their online shops. They would so, so they were kind of fine. And having spoken to you, both sides of those during and since um we found it much easier to be honest about how we were feeling and what was going on and how hard we were finding it because there were no competitors direct competitors in the room so being the only photographer in the room i found it much easier to say actually i've got cash flow of zero because everyone has cancelled because of the pandemic Mm. but then equally someone i know who works mainly online she was she found it much easier to say i'm actually doing okay what can i do to support you guys because because she wasn't then undercutting See, another coach in the room. Do you know, I, I, so I, I kind of saw a very different side of that and it felt like a safe space in a way that I think if there'd been another photographer, because everything was so shit, I think if it was someone I knew well, it would be fine. If it was someone I didn't know or hadn't clicked with, I think my defences would have gone off. I'd be like, no, it's all cool. I'm fine. I'm doing really well. So, uh, but to kind of... Which is a stupid defensive tactic. But well, that, yeah, yeah no, so I understand I'm that. Interested. But um, to kind of take, take a bit of a flip turn on that, though... Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like some of the online spaces that I'm involved in uh, and mm-hmm. you are as well. So there's a there's a, a group mm-hmm. that we both are members of, a photographer's group, um, mm-hmm. an all-female photographer's group, which is quite, probably quite And it's quite heavily well. like entry is moderated and I do think that makes all the difference actually. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not one people could just randomly rock up to. I do, I feel like, uh, and I've also been to a networking group where it was a wedding industry based networking group. Mm-hmm. And actually the majority of people there were wedding photographers like myself mm. and being able to actually sit and say, do you know what? It's, you know, some, this has happened or, um, you know, business has been really shit recently was actually quite nice to be able to say to fellow photographers who would then understand where I was coming from 100% get that and I think the difference now you've said it out loud because I was puzzling I was like yeah why why is it's peers it's peers peers in a similar industry or similar Mm. um versus a group of people who may or may not become your clients who may or may not refer clients to you and wanting to look which again weirdly when it was just me as the only photographer I didn't have any problem being very honest but I think if there's two of you there and you are 
Like, I, there's a very weird dynamic. I think there can be a very weird... I think mm. if there's, like, loads of you in the room, it's fine. Whereas I think if it is a group that is wedding industry-based or photography industry-based or artist industry-based or pick, pick a space... Yeah. Um, but but based around where you are all doing the same thing and there's more than like two or three of you, I think that might be what makes the difference because then there is that like camaraderie. Yes, that yeah, happens. exactly. And I don't get me wrong, I think that's really important and really precious. But I mean, I think if I ever run a networking group, I don't think I will have a lookout. Um, but equally... Well, that's good because otherwise the... I wouldn't be able to join your group, so... <laughs> but then equally, so there's been a really interesting um, development at one of the ones I'm in um, because we have a marketer and a VA... And then someone else who um, is a content writer, mm-hmm. but does some VA stuff, but does some marketing stuff. Yeah. And initially, I think it was like, oh, I'm not sure if she's going to be able to come in because we've got these other two. But it turns out the three of them will work together and chuck clients between them anyway. And this is so the they thing. were like, yeah, yeah, totally come along, have that slot. And the slots are not fixed. I think that's the other thing I hadn't realised. The slot, Well, actually, that's because this is run by a specific person rather than a franchise. That might be the difference as well. She was able to say, oh, if you guys are all happy with it, that's cool. But her thing is making sure people aren't upset. Yeah. Like the people who have paid for an exclusive space aren't upset by randoms turning up and doing the same thing yeah, so yeah. It's, it's it's a straight i think it's a little bit i can see why they do it i think it's a bit antiquated and i think it has pluses and minuses mm. in networking specifically um but i think i think it's really important to have a network of non-related to your business as in business people but that aren't part of your same industry and then an industry network appears if you can manage it as well yeah. whether that is like so for example in, in a wedding photographer's case a network of photographers or a, wed- a network of people who also work in weddings, which is obviously cakes, dresses, flowers, God knows what else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and in my case, actually, I've got a network of photographers, but then I've also got a network of uh, web people, marketing people, graphic designers. Yeah. And I know several of those because because that's what you need for... And they all work in brand. They all work in, in people's branding with small businesses. They've got that same kind of market yes yeah 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 mm. it is it's a really and this is well this is why we wanted to do an episode on it isn't exactly it? it's a bit of a it's one like, of those subjects that well it seems clear-cut and then you prod it and it's really not yes it's like a jellyfish <laughs> it's like a jellyfish like is that, that a really bad analogy jellyfish works for me i think that's a great analogy <laughs> there's some we had i can't remember what type of jellyfish they are on essex and they look when you see photos of them with no scale they look really kind of cute and harmless and then when you see one washed up on the beach they're like the size of two dinner plates they're absolutely massive and a bit stressful it feels like that it's like oh it's so lovely oh my god what is that that's what the subject of competition feels like yeah that sounds sensible Um, but can we can we talk then about secrets competition uh, in the the realms of competition because i feel like this is a i've noticed something very distinct actually i've got a i've got a, a thing about this it's something i've noticed very much since moving to canada uh, okay. And especially when I first moved here with the intention of continuing to be a wedding and portrait photographer, didn't know the area. I joined a few local photography groups um, and I asked a few questions about, oh, you know, where do people typically go for these kinds of shoots or shoots. where would you, mm-hmm. what, you know, what can anyone recommend some nice areas? I can get some good scenery, etc. And it was, it was the it was the most awkward situation. It just felt like a lot of people clammed up and because they didn't want to give away their special places where they take pictures, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I find incredibly ridiculous and 
um, I mean, I think amusing. unless your special place is your own bedroom. Exactly. Especially so. especially when we talk about where I live in the world. I live in BC. The, the, you can you can look outside a window and see beautiful scenery. It's, there's, you know, it's epic scenery yeah, it's not, everywhere. It's, not, yeah. it's really... You can also, yeah. bear in mind, couples can get married everywhere here. You can literally just go and drive down the road and go and stand in a field and get married with a beautiful epic, epic background behind you. Though I don't understand this whole idea of, oh, well, I can't possibly share, you know, where I go for these shoots. But then on the other side of it, I hear stories now. Obviously, I've, I've now ditched the portrait photography, so I've, I read about these stories and find myself chuckling. But there'll be set like set places where every family photographer in the world will go to do like the fall shoots, the fall family portrait yeah. shoots. And so they are literally having to queue up to take pictures in this one particular place. And we have some, um, there's a lavender farm. Yes, yeah, it's a good, or even like the bluebells again is a good example. Um, there's, a, there's a place that does, I think, sunflowers and um, pumpkins. And similarly, um, I mean, obviously, if I get someone who's like super witchy and they want to go there and do their branch shoot there, I'm not going to say no. Mm. Um, but yeah, there are, you have to book a slot yeah. in order to take your clients there yeah. because that's what everybody does. I know, that's cool, <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I I wonder whether I wonder whether some people react like that because they have been taught to keep their cards close to their chest. Mm. There's a definite fear thing in there, but I also wonder if some of them have had bad experiences. I feel like that's probably where a lot of it has come from. So, like you know, maybe perhaps they told a photographer about a lovely spot and then suddenly 50 photographers all showed up at the same time and they couldn't get a, a look in edgeways, you know. Or even just something. I think it can be really. Um... I, I think it can be, yeah, even even more subtle than that in that um, you find that you do a thing and then suddenly a couple of other people are doing the thing. And like, don't get me wrong, nobody, like, nothing is original, right? Nope, nothing, nothing, nothing at is all. Original. But I think if you have an idea and you excitedly tell someone who does something similar um, to you about an idea and then they start doing the same thing, or worse, they do the thing, they release the thing quicker than you can. Yeah. It's not necessarily that you didn't want them to do it. I think it's that you just feel a bit... Then it looks like you're copying them when actually it was the other way around. Yeah. And actually probably nobody was copying anybody, but it all gets a bit playgroundish. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe they've had those experiences and that's why they're... Yeah, um, just very guarded that, about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I... Uh, we've shared before, like, our photography... My, my, my photography group experiences... Um, and camera club experiences and when I kind of first started out I was very lucky actually that the, the my boss that taught me to shoot was very generous with his knowledge but then I got a bit of shock when I then went home and tried to join a camera club and it was all very much like well if you don't know we're not telling you yeah. it's like how am I <laughs> supposed to learn it just seems ridiculous <laughs> like yeah learn. exactly yeah how, it's like it suddenly um, becomes this this this, yeah. this um, cult um, you know like you, you you can't possibly share information yeah. with anybody and yeah, I don't understand magically, that magically one day you're going to like have enough information yeah, yeah. to be part of the cult and yeah, really weird. Oh, because that's how um, life works, obviously, you know. Right, that, yeah, it just lands in your lap, that's a thing. Um, and I, I don't, I, I think there is another, and again, I really, I keep I keep leaning on that, like, women are taught to be, but they, I think there is, there's a, we are taught to be modest, but we are also taught to be kind, but then I think there's that, don't share, so I have literally had people say to me, um, you know, don't, don't publish your prices because people will copy them. And I'm like, well, I probably have to give them out to somebody because... You know, otherwise I can't. 
can't run a business if I don't ever tell people what I charge. That's mm. that's not going to work long term. No, I doesn't. don't necessarily have to plaster them all over my website, it's but a, I it's do a small have to, problem if somebody asks, that people need I to probably know. need to tell yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um similarly when people have said so um actually more with like the um when I was making so jewelry and stuff and I know um uh, one of my best friends who uh makes um wedding dresses, she had um she had a veil design that she kind of held back and held back and not shared on social media because everyone kept saying to her, oh, that's really unusual. Don't share that. Don't share that because then everyone will nick it. So she kept it under wraps until she was ready to release it. Um, I don't think she'll mind me sharing the story. Um, and about six weeks before she was ready to release her collection because it came with a collection she was releasing, a massive brand released something using the same fabric because, of course, fabric is commercially available. Yeah. So you, print, you print your own, which obviously for a veil is not practical because it's lace. Um, and then, of course, when she did then release hers, which she'd been working on for a really long time to, to bring everything out, everyone was like, oh, you must be copying so-and-so. And it was just the most frustrating thing in the world because... It was just that two people had had similar ideas. Same, like nobody was, they weren't copying her. She wasn't copying them. Mm-hmm. It just, it was. So then you think, actually, then she was like, if I sneak peeked that on social media three months ago, it wouldn't be an issue, would it? And I was just like, yeah, but everyone said not to. And we both learned a lot from that. This was quite a long time ago, but we both learned a lot from that experience. That is interesting. Don't keep your cards so close to your chest that actually no one can copy you, but other people can can do the thing yeah it's, it is a hard balance it is a hard balance Very it's horrible hard, being yeah. stolen from mm. it's horrible if someone steals your words your thoughts your well we take it pace, your... personally don't we because you know yeah. this is a very working your business is very personal to you so yeah yeah but i mean um, have, have you got anything in uh, else in the realms of secrets or only in the sense that i'm i'm still baffled as to how anyone expects anybody to learn anything yes if no one will tell anybody anything. Exactly, yeah. Um, so there, there are still people who are like, well, you know, you need to be able to do X, Y, Z thing in Photoshop. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. What tool is that? Oh, well, I can't tell you that. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, okay, I'll go and Google it, but it would be much quicker if you just told me. Well, Because <laughs> we're having yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that I think it's just a bit... I, I, I think, think maybe... My, oh. my thing is that it's... I mean, I'm, I will quite happily hand out information to people... If, you know, mm. if they want to know what kit they need to be a, a photographer or, you know, how do you get started as a copywriter, I will absolutely more than, you know, more than happily tell you my experiences. Obviously, I'm not going to spend hours and hours and hours doing it because I have to work as well and earn some money. But um, I don't mind sharing that information with people who ask me because I was there once. I needed to know these mm. things to get started. And I had some very lovely people who were kind enough to share that information with me. So, you know, it's... Um... Yeah, I totally... And, like, I had just recently someone um, came to me and said, oh, um, I've got um, um, an apprentice and she has mentioned brand photography and as soon as she said that, I thought of you, would you be willing to come and talk to her? She's just finished her degree, but they don't... Apparently, photography degrees do not train you to run a business, which no. was frustrating yeah. her, but has also frustrated me because everybody I know who has a photography degree is like didn't learn how to run a business no. didn't didn't really no. learn how to take the photos i want to learn how to like pastiche other people's photos but didn't learn how to you exactly know. um i'm not knocking photography degrees you know but but that is something i hear from people who want to actually work as photographers rather than just create art not that there's anything wrong with that either no. um there's not a lot of practical stuff going no. on in there so i was like yeah of course i can there should definitely um, be course... like a business um mm. a module element module. or something yes. shouldn't they yeah well somebody has told me in the not like massively historical past and um, that they are still so in 2020 they are still teaching photography students to write their websites in the third person oh no stop 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 and my are face my face when they said that to me i was like <laughs> and they were like yeah yeah I, I know that's not what you do but i had to do it for my 
um, to, to get my degree and then obviously God. I've spent like three years since like sorting the shit oh out. Oh my yeah. God. So yeah. actually what you're saying is I need to be hanging around outside um, uh, colleges and universities where people are doing their art degrees and saying, hey, I'll write your website for you. <laughs> like the gateway drug to a real website. That is what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> um, and I feel like there is this perception of... Do you know what? I think it's really hard in the age of like actually having. (laughs) It's like secrets are hidden in plain sight. So I am thinking of people who look at my Instagram feed and they're like, oh, my God, you have the best life. And I'm like, oh, I do. But you don't see the cat vomit. All the things behind the scenes. All the things behind the scenes, because that's not what I necessarily want to show Uh my business. That shit makes sense on my personal Instagram, but that's also quite heavily like I don't let anyone random see that um so i think it's really important to have that balance but also my business needs you know a thing and i think there is probably an element of looking at your competition and seeing their highlights we've said this before mm. comparing your actual your real your reality business with to their, their highlight highlights that they are yeah. using yeah. so actually you're comparing your reality to their marketing which is ridiculous yeah. Because their marketing is always going to be the best of the best. You're not going to see the shit photos that didn't make it. Yep. You're going to see the best of the best because that's what they're using to attract their clients. I'm using photography as an example, but, you know, apply your your creativity, your creative thing here. Um, like, I think we've somehow got to let go of that. I think, can, yeah, can we just talk about our own yes. relationship? Like how we, you oh, know, yes. how we oh, became yes. friends? Because yes. you've you just suddenly yes. made me think there. I, I, I seem to recall a conversation not too long after we started um, meeting up with each other, uh, where you talked about how so many of your photographs were were crap. Um, You know, you would take a set number of photos and you might only get a tiny percentage of photographs. Oh, I don't think it was in that. I think at that point I was like, oh, I can only get like, only like, I don't know, three and four are okay. And you were like, what the fuck? (laughs) When I explained to you that I was actually getting one in three, you know, if if I was lucky. Also because, but do you know why it was three and four? It's because I was deleting them as I went to finish it. It wasn't, it wasn't that I'm some some kind of amazing, like epic. I mean, I'm, I'm an amazing epic photographer. I am really proud of my work. But then, (laughs) then I was very much like, oh no, it's fuzzy, delete. I didn't realise that there was a colour. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just had no idea. Because no one tells you that shit. Well, no, and you know what? It's, I hadn't realised that for a long, long time either until I went to a um, conference, a wedding photography conference, and this, you know, big, I think I've told this story before, but this big, illustrious, you know, rock star of a wedding photographer got up and told everyone that he would take for a wedding over 10,000 photographs and maybe and only deliver, deliver like yeah, a few hundred. Yeah. And that, it yeah. suddenly made me realise, oh, shit, okay, I don't have to get every single photograph perfect. This is not what this is about. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's that, like, oh, it's really weird, isn't it? I think I think people just... I think sometimes it's not even that people are keeping secrets, it's that you don't know there are secrets, so you don't know to ask. Yeah. And it seems so obvious when you've been there for a while. Yes. You don't know... Just the things that we take for so, granted and yeah, everyone else is Yeah, so for example, about. someone said to me recently, um, so what, like, in order to run a business, what do I need to know? And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I have no idea. It's a huge question. You have no idea. You run four. And I was like, yeah, but, but that that's a big question. A and also there's a lot question. of stuff that I now do by instinct mm-hmm. that I didn't, I didn't come out of the womb knowing these things, no. but I've been doing them for 12, 15 years every day. You've learned, so I've forgotten... Yeah. They need to be learned. I've forgotten 
not forgotten, but I don't. I would literally have to sit and make a list. I can't just off the top of my head be like, these are the things you need to do business yeah. because that. It, I was like, well, website, and then she was like, what kind of website? I was like, I don't know. Oh my god, this is a big. This is a big thing. This is this is bigger than our two-hour mentory <laughs> session. Like, um, and uh, and that wasn't her fault because she didn't know the specifics to us mm-hmm. because she didn't know what she didn't she was know. Looking at things in very and then I didn't terms. know what yeah. she knew, mm-hmm. and so it, which is why you have to kind of filter. Yeah. But so I don't. Sometimes I think people are very much more precious than keeping secrets, and sometimes I think people are scared of. Or maybe have had somebody copy in the past, or um, to the thing is, or... though, I come back to this this idea of, to be honest, um, you know, it's all well and good keeping these secrets, but most of the stuff that people want to know can be found on Google these days. Pretty much most of it, you know, yes. it amazes yes. me that people are keeping secrets of something that actually I could just punch this into Google and go and find it. Yes, okay, maybe I should just. So we're going to say actually that. I could just punch you and then that would finish everything off. <laughs> I'm not went firing Carla for the most part. <laughs> I know you're not. That's, I was just like, where is she going with this? And then my brain caught up. My ears caught up with my brain. Um, sorry. I mean, and, and maybe. But yes, you're right. Maybe you're there totally is an element. Right. I, you know, I think there's sometimes there's an element as well, perhaps. And I have heard people say this is, you know, oh god, if I had to answer every beginner who wants to know how to, you know, set up a website, when you could just go on Google and find it yourself, you don't need. Yeah, but me. that's what a course, a blog post, uh, FAQ. That's what that is for. Yeah. When you get to, I will say, I think it's a really important point, actually. Um, security in like, or actually, I think that keeping everything close to your chest comes from insecurity. I think when you are secure in yourself, your work, your abilities, your um everything your mm-hmm. business you, you are secure in what you're doing what you're creating i think it's much easier to then be like hey guys this is how you do this this is cool when nothing is going right when for example i had that period about eight months in where i had no clients and hooping costs i was joking about it but i was also not in a position to say to somebody else yeah this is this is what i'm doing because i was terrified that it wasn't working and i didn't know actually it turned out it wasn't working because i had hooping cough and i wasn't really performing at my best <laughs> once i got into that unsurprisingly but, but there's that like i know right and didn't want to give my clients heaping cough anyway but um but, but what, what i mean is when you're in that when you're feeling secure it's easy to be generous yeah i think when you're feeling insecure you, you yeah you, you want to it, keep it, you kind of put a wall up because and, you yeah you're, you're so scared that it's not going to work yeah. that you just want to kind of that keep makes sense, your for yourself. so i wonder if i, I wonder if massive. that idea of competition comes from insecurity then is that is that a way yeah maybe maybe but i do wonder if left to ourselves whether there would be any competition i think it is a created concept yes i think i'm with you on that i, I agree with that i'm not sure who by or what for no and whoever it is probably natural... needs to be smacked around the head you know with a wet fish or yeah. something but... and it's not like we're competing for the you know the juiciest bit of the woolly mammoth anymore no. is it like no exactly that i can understand i can understand there being competition for that yeah that's not where we're living right now no, it's quite so right. um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I do know it's very soothing when you find people that have got your back, but I think it's it's quite hard because you have to be quite vulnerable. So there is some vulnerability in there as well. Mm. You have to be able to be vulnerable in order to find people that will... Which, again, will come with feeling more secure and confident. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it is a bit of a process. Um, 
and I think it's also, you know, it's an awful thing to say, but there are some really unimaginative shits out there. Yes. So there are people who will talk to you about stuff and ask you about stuff and pump you for questions. And they might be total strangers. You know, they will be people who will say, can I just pick your brain over a coffee? And you think, oh, that's nice. So you meet a total stranger for a coffee and you spend three hours talking to them. And then you find they've started something up and they are charging like fuck all money for the same. It's not obviously not the same service you provide, but it's a bit irritating. Yes. Oh, it's a lot irritating. That, Absolutely. That is definitely a thing yeah. that, that can happen. Um, and actually, that's another plus point for competition, I would say. If there is a healthy competition, healthy market, you guys are all talking to each other, so it's actually less competition and it's probably more the community, but as in there are many, of, there are more than one of you doing the same thing in the same yeah. arena. Um, and I am not proposing a cartel before anyone shuts me down for some kind of like illegal thing, but it does mean if you're discussing prices, if you're talking about each other's prices, if you're talking about each other's offerings, it means it's not a race to the bottom. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It means yeah. you are all hold, upholding the value of what you do. It doesn't mean everybody has to charge the same. It doesn't mean that there's, you know, it, there's still space for everybody charging from very low to very high. Yeah. But it does mean that there is a value in what you're doing that exactly. you're upholding rather than like, oh God, I'm not getting any clients. So I better drop underneath her. And then someone else is like, oh, well, I, I better charge less than he does. And then suddenly you will find that you're charging no money for quite a lot of work. Well, like, I think I, I did what? Did we record this? I can't remember, but I was talking about pricing early on. My, my If you want to find out my pricing, it is all over yes. my website. Did I put? Did, yes. did we record this? You or? did, yeah, 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 yeah. We did record that. Oh, good. We'll link Sorry. back to the I'm, other one. Yeah, that's right. That's good. <laughs> Literally can't remember if I said that or not. So. It was only an hour ago. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's my pricing is all over my website. If somebody wants to come in and see what it is I'm charging, um, so that they can undercut me, then they can absolutely do that. But all they're going to do is actually make life harder for themselves because they're going to be working a lot harder for less money. For less money, yeah. you know. So. Um, and ultimately, I do think, I mean, maybe I have been, no, that's, I'm not going to say maybe I've been lucky because actually I've worked pissing hard at getting comfortable enough to be exactly who I am in my business mm. and let go of all the corporate bullshit that we're fed. Um, this probably links a little bit back to our professionalism episode yes. because everyone was like, well, you know, and I am a super professional in the sense that I'm very good at what I do and my clients hopefully are always happy or certainly they say they're happy um, and you know I'm proud of the work that I produce but I also have ridiculous colour hair and I quite often wear flip flops and I swear a lot mm-hmm. and I don't think and I often don't bother wearing makeup to shoots because it mounts onto the back of the camera oh my god then I get some relevant, other hot you know? sweaty mess in um, there literally there are people who are like oh my god I can't believe you don't wear you don't wear makeup to see clients and I'm like <laughs> are you telling me that you think I'm a, like I'm ugly without make like what what are you where is this coming from <laughs> i like to challenge because they say it and then they realize it's actually quite rude they don't mean it as rude but no, it, no. Yeah, anyway yeah i know what you and mean though i think that i'm really struggling to to piece my thoughts together. like well, my thoughts are there but they're all kind of whizzing around um people now like i've had quite a lot of clients over the last couple of years who have said to me, I would have picked you, I would have booked you, even if your photography was shit. To which I gave them a bit of a side eye. I was like, what? Yeah, (laughs) why is this coming up more than once? Like, with more than one person? Can we unpack this a little bit, please? Um, Yeah, can we we prod this and see what... And it sounds horrific on the surface, but obviously I booked you because your photos are epic. Mm -hmm. But actually, I booked you because you get you understand my business, you care about what I'm doing, okay. you're coming from the same point of view, you share my values, these kinds of conversations. And that makes me think, actually, 
like you are we are all out operating in a category of one yes. there isn't really competition because if those people like me enough that they would book me even if i couldn't use a ca- i mean that would be a stupid thing for them to do but really nice of them to say um, actually no other photographer stands a fucking chance anyway yeah, do they exactly if, if they have latched onto me and they've been following me and they know that that, that we we click and we share the same stuff it's more than just what you're doing isn't it's it it's not, how you're it's doing it's not my it. skill like, i mean i was then like are you saying it's not my skill with the camera that's getting me clients because like i should probably fix my marketing if that's the case <laughs> <laughs> um, and i think it is a balance i do think it's balanced but I, I just i just think it's a really interesting com- I say interesting competition interesting topic mm. because i think it looms very large for us and i think maybe it shouldn't it doesn't have to no. it's not as big a deal as we think it is but it feels mad and actually the first thing people do when you when you're scouting out a business like, oh go and see what your competitors are doing but but what they're charging has got fuck all to do with exactly what, what they're offering has actually got fuck all to do with what you're offering you know the, because, what, what, yeah what they're know, charging relates to um, how much money they need to, to be earning their overheads. Is, yeah, yes exactly, exactly totally which is different. totally different yeah. totally different and that i'm going to say that thing again I, I can't remember if we put it in the pricing episode but um, there, I had um, quite early on. Actually, I was freaking out about the fact that um, someone I knew from, um, so not a photographer, um, but she'd left her job a similar time as well, like a few months before me, um, to do something utterly, utterly different. And within like I don't know six weeks or something, she was like, "Oh, and I've just had my first my first week where I've exceeded my day job salary and I'm earning full time income." And I was like, "What?" Because at that point, I was still like how do I get clients? Where do they come from? What do they, what do they do? <laughs> in fact, I think at that point, I've still been, I'd handed my notice, I've still been in the day job. I was like, how has she done this? And it was only when the, we then later made up, like when I say later, like two years later, I met out for coffee. And, um, and she was like, oh yeah, but you know, we like my husband pays the mortgage and like, I only, I only did two, like two mornings a week at my job. And I was like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. And so it wasn't that she was, in, and she, she wasn't doing it to make people feel uncomfortable. She was just stating her facts. Yeah. But her facts, we all put our own spin on what people say. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's very much the same as, you know, I I can, all, hopefully, by the time this comes out, I can turn around and say, I have doubled my income from last year. Still isn't that much money, Carla, you know, let's be, let's be completely honest about oh, that. Oh, I did, so. I did actually say to someone, I did, I can't remember what I was doing it, I was a counsellor, a grant application or something, a couple of years ago, and, um, and I said to someone, um, I've just done my accounts, and... Um, and I'm really proud because I've I've doubled my income every or tripled my income every year. It's mm. ridiculous. She was like, "Oh my god, that's fucking amazing!" And I was like, "Yeah, I started at 111 pounds turnover, so like, let's not get too excited." She was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so then the third, by the second year, you were earning 333 pounds. So I think, pounds. I, think I literally think that like the very first the very first year I did this professionally, um, I think I did my first shoot on like the 26th of March or something. Yeah. So I got paid for that literally just before the tax year so my whole tax year yeah that was my turn i mean i spent shit tons on other st- on you know kit and other stuff but my turnover was 111 pounds um and then the next year it was like 380 or something yeah. i was like wow well, that's technically it's triple exactly you're not lying by saying these things but it's perception um, as well isn't it it's, it's perception much, yeah. and it's how you phrase it and it's how yeah and it just i think there's a lot of external i think with all of this actually there's an underlying theme i think to a lot of stuff we talk about in this podcast that says that actually we need to let go of some of the external stuff yeah. and listen to ourselves more yes. listen to what we what we want and what we think and actually everybody else is basically irrelevant yes. which then yeah. sounds awful no 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 <laughs> I don't mean that no, everyone in the world is irrelevant the, the, but the, in a business point of view they're, they're not are the they? big turnaround for me doing. with my business was when I stopped looking at what everyone else was doing mm. I went mm-hmm. I, I, I'd, I was caught in that 
trap of scrolling my Instagram feed and seeing what everyone in my in the same market as me was doing and <gasps> feeling hideous so about then, it. So I went I in know. and removed everybody. I took everybody off, and it was. Oh, I'm really curious. Okay, so because I know we're a little mm, bit we're over time, time yes, but um, because this feels like the right place to put it. Mm. Um, did you have triggery people? I feel like we have to talk. About, I don't want to talk about this, but I think we have to talk about this. Um, particular people who, for no apparent reason, really triggered oh, your inferiority feelings. Absolutely, for no reason. Yep. So I had three. I'm not going to say who they are because they don't. It's not. That's not the case for me now. Um, but there were three people. Um, two of whom I knew and who were lovely, and I have no idea why they were they were those people. Yeah. And every time something from them popped up, I was like, "Oh, I'm shit, and I shouldn't be doing this. Why am I even doing this?" Oh. And now I look at their work, and I'm like, "But my work is easily as good as theirs, possibly better in some cases, possibly worse in some cases." Yeah. Because we are none of us on the top form all the time. Exactly. And I just wonder what the hell was happening. But honestly, for a period of about two years, it was horrific, absolutely horrific, mm. and it was such a triggery event, and I can't figure out why. Did you have? Oh similar? yeah, definitely experiences like that, and that, that it, it okay. was it was that one day where I was like I'm, I'm, I have to stop this I have to stop looking at everybody else and comparing myself to them because otherwise I'm never ever going to feel good about myself um, and they're not a competition are no they're really it, not exactly. a competition which is just daft isn't it so. yeah and like I say a lot of these people I knew whether it was through online forums mm. or had perhaps mm-hmm. met them somewhere or you know so it was um, there was there was no, there was no rhyme or reason for it really None at no. all. So there you go. Yes. If that's something that happens to you, you're in the very best of company because we have both done Oh, it. absolutely. 100%. And probably we'll do it again yeah. at some point when yeah. I'm going through another growth phase. So yeah, that's the thing. But yes, so do we think we've got... I mean, again, I this is a massive is, topic, yeah. isn't it? Bigger than I thought it was going to be. But um, I mean, I, the, the very last thing I would say is that if you can't find the people that you want to hang out with, like the kindred spirits in your industry or just the kindred business type spirits, as we have said before create that space we have. because if you are miss if you are missing it someone else will be missing it that was it our networking episode actually wasn't it so yeah, we'll have to link back to that definitely. as well yeah, yeah. We've, i think we probably talked about that in more detail there but i think if you can't if you go to a few or you join a few groups and they're not just they're not the right vibe then really pro- probably somebody else is also looking for what you yes are looking for yes definitely and i think that's really important um to just sort of finish with really yeah great well thank you everyone <laughs> What was that? Thank you for listening. I have no idea what that was. That was like that um, rewind at the end of a uh, video thing that happens. Oh, God. Um, I don't even know what the problem is. You know, you're, you're near bedtime. For me, I really need to carry on working. So <laughs> We will see what comes up on Sarah's social media accounts on later that on. Note, yes. <laughs> on that note. Thanks for guys. We're off now. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there.